Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! Well, we got a little bit of a different story for you, Ags. Normally, we talk about an entrepreneur and their business experience, but today we're speaking with Ashley Dunkerley, Fighting Texas Ag Class of 2013 and the Communications Director for Texas FFA. Future Farmers of America is an organization that is all about developing the leaders of tomorrow and using the context of the agricultural industry to do so. So pass it back and listen up to Ashley as she shares some good bull. Well, welcome back, Ags. We can't wait for this episode. It's really, really unique. Ashley, thank you for joining and thank you for giving your perspective on what I think is a really cool company, really cool association, and really being able to speak into entrepreneurship in our farm and agriculture community. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you're fighting Texas Ag class of two. 2013, so a little bit more, a little bit less removed than Chris and I from being students at AM, but far enough out that you're no longer a student. What do you miss about not being a student at AM? There is some sort of inherently special atmosphere about College Station in general. I am a second generation Aggie, so I grew up going to College Station all the time, going to football games, other athletic events, other events in general. And there's just something about when you drive into town that's, to me, very calming and very um, natural. And so I miss that. I miss that ease. I miss just that that feeling of, it sounds so, sounds a little crazy, but it's just something that's comforting about it. Uh, I was just there for a football game in the fall and there is, there's just something special about it. Um, it's hard to put your finger on it, but I do, I do miss it quite frequently. Love that. Absolutely love that. Well, Ashley, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself uh, and your organization and you know why are you passionate about about that and and how did you get into that? So personally, um, it started at a very young age for me. But to back up just a little bit, you know, FFA, we are we are cultivating that next generation of leader. Ultimately, our our goal is to make a positive difference in the lives of students, developing their potential for premier leadership, personal growth, and career success through ag education. And those are some big words. Those are some very big words and big shoes to fill. But our program has, you know, almost 95 years of doing that. And that's something that's really exciting is to stand behind a brand that is 95 years strong and has years and years and years of success behind that. I grew up uh, the daughter of an ag teacher. So I was introduced to ag education and FFA at a very, very young age. I think that most of our family vacations were at stock shows. (laughs) It's very true. Very true. A lot of time in Fort Worth and Houston. But with that, it showed me not only my experience and the growth that I experienced through those years, but I got to see how it impacted, you know, hundreds of my dad's students over the years. And it's really cool now to be in the role that I'm in. It's my way of giving back. It's my way of being able to make a difference in and hopefully the lives of these students that, that we have now. We have 156,000 members in Texas in FFA. That is a substantial jump uh, from when I started back in 2013, actually, it was right after I graduated college. And we were at like, I believe, 80 
80,000. Um, so we're s- substantially growing. So hopefully that that really lends to how great our program actually is and, and developing those students for what the future holds and being the next generation of agriculturalists who who are going to feed our world and and take care of us. Well, I love that as you were talking through that, you talked about the purpose and what you do was to create leaders and to make young men and women better people. And you're going to use the discipline, you're going to use the industry of agriculture, which obviously at Texas A&M, I mean, there's an A, A is for agriculture. I mean, that's something that's near and dear to all of our hearts and that we are world renowned and having that knowledge base, but you get to live it and you get to pour into the next generation of leaders that may continue to stay in agriculture or may, may go seek employment and, and fulfillment and career in another industry. But the FFA is something that is so impactful. Anyone who's gone through it says that that is one of the things that has shaped my life and that shaped the organization are the values of the organization. So can you remind us of what those values are and how, maybe we'll phrase the question a little bit differently. What are the values? And then can you give one example of how you've seen that be most impactful in either your life or in one of the students that that you've seen? Absolutely. You know, I think that it's values are something that are very um, ingrained in our program. You know, we are always encouraging, especially in the leadership aspect of the FFA program, is w- developing those the students' individual values and finding what they truly believe in and how they want to live their life and the way that they're going to walk forward. But really, for for FFA, I mean, we are our main priority is our students and our members, um, but we are always rooted in agriculture. That's where our foundation lies. And there's a lot to take from that. You can take those everyday experiences that you learn of caring for something that is that is growing and you're learning to to manage that. Um, and all the responsibilities that come along with that, whether it be an animal, an agri-science fair project, um, an ag mechanics project, anything that is those hands-on experiences, those students are learning those skill sets to be responsible and to pick up on, we, we refer to them as soft skills, but it really develops a person and helps then realize what they want to do and what's important to them to establish those values. But our motto, if anybody's familiar with FFA, they know the motto, you know, learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, living to serve. And I really do think that that encompasses, you know, the organization's values, the foundation, because that's, those words have been there for a long time, you know, and it's something that we can build our programs on. That is so awesome. So let me ask, I mean, you said at the beginning that, that, when when you first started in in 2013, right there that that y'all were at about 85,000 roughly um, students, and what are you at now? 156,000. That number changes changes significantly year yeah. to year. Um, not significantly, but it in the spring and fall semesters that changes. So we'll probably be getting a new number here pretty soon. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. And you know what's interesting is that is the FFA membership number. That is not including all of the students that are enrolled in ag education. And that number is over well over 200 and. 20,000 students in Texas, because you don't necessarily have to be an FFA member if you're enrolled in an ag education course, but you do have to be enrolled in an ag education course to be an FFA member. So it's pretty cool to think how many students are actually getting that foundational knowledge um, of what agriculture is and how it's, how important it is to our future and, you know, the world that we live in. So is 
you know, looking back on on all that, you know, that's that's a massive growth, you know, just just really under 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so has there been any kind of a tipping point that you've noticed, right, that that has really been able to substantiate that growth? You know, that's something that we talk about frequently. You know, we want as many students as we possibly can to experience our programs. I think that really on a local level is where that um, is experienced heavily. And, you know, I think that our school districts have, and and I'm talking broad overview right now, because there's a a few thousand um, school districts across the state that has have programs, but I think that they do a very good job of adapting and hiring on additional teachers to be able to cover those bases. But that is one area that we are experiencing a little bit of, I guess you would say growing pains is, you know, the teacher retention and um, having enough teachers to really fulfill those spots across the state. Um, we, We constantly have new positions opening because of more positions becoming available. But it also is that we have some of the, I I will go to my deathbed saying this, we have some of the best teachers out there. I teachers are a different breed. They work way over the regular school hours and they are so passionate and care so deeply about their students that it's a very challenging job, but we have so many outstanding people that step up to that. To that challenge. But that's up to us and our programs to also cultivate that next generation of ag teacher as well. I mean, that's going hand in hand to going straight into the agriculture industry. You know, it's cultivating and helping those students that, you know, if that's the path that they want to be on, you know, providing the resources that they need to go down that path. But we are on the state level doing our very best to provide resources to our teachers to help make their lives easier. This past fall, we just did our first ever Texas FFA career week. And, you know, ultimately, with that, we were trying to show a lot of our students you know, the opportunities that are out there in agriculture, but also we created a three-week lesson plan for our teachers. So hopefully to help them you know, take a little bit of burden off of their, their plate with their classroom resources. We also have a teacher mentor program in the Ag Teachers Association. You know, we're trying to find as many avenues as we can to that I wouldn't, I don't, it's hard for me to call it a problem because I'm trying to be an optimist, but it's more or less, you know, relieving this, any sort of stress we can off of those teachers who work tremendously hard. Well, Ashley, you've really said, okay, the teachers are key, but it's, it's the students, it's the kids that, Mm -hmm. that are the the heartbeat of, of FFA. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously a a podcast that is geared more towards entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and I have long said that the agriculture entrepreneur is some of the most amazing and the hardcore entrepreneurs because they have to deal with risks that they can't control at all. How does how does FFA really um, help pull out those entrepreneurial disciplines, the entrepreneurial experience, and, and kind of help speak into the next generation? I think that's a great question. So um, in agriculture education in general, it's a three-circle model. You have the FFA, which is the leadership development aspect. You have classroom. I'm using my hands to, to show you this. You have the classroom component. And then you have supervised agriculture experiences, which we call SAEs. We are a world full of acronyms. So any that's the thing I try to, whenever I'm talking to anyone, 
I, I spout these acronyms constantly. I'm like, these people don't know what this is. Uh, but the SAE component uh, is so key to our students' development. You know, you can have students that are involved in just classroom. If they're involved in FFA, you know, they have to be involved in, you know, the, the classroom and the SAE part to get that full, well-rounded experience. But excuse me, the SAE part really is the hands-on part of the program. And let's say, for example, we're going to go something very stereotypic for FFA. We're going to say somebody is raising a, a animal for their project. And like I said, that's very stereotypical. SAEs can range from anything from agri-science fair to, you know, ag mechanics projects to um, research-based things. There's all sorts of opportunities for any sorts of type of interest, but we're going to go with the basics or we're going to go with the stereotypical animal project. But within that project, you know, those, those students are financially responsible for purchasing that animal. They're financially responsible for feeding that animal. They have to take care of it. They have to, you know, manage their entry fees if they're taking them to any sort of stock show. Uh, they have to care for it physically and make sure that it's, you know, healthy, but also, you know, groom it and make sure that it is ready to be to be showed. But there's a lot of things that could, you know, we're dealing with a live animal. There's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, it could get sick. It could have some sort of situation where it needs that extra help. Luckily, that's where the ag teacher comes in. And most of them are very uh, equipped with handling those things and bringing in veterinarians and things like that. But there's a risk in, inevitably with that. When you put money into something, you know, you don't necessarily know that you're going to get that money back with, you know, winning any sort of, of compensation from it. But ultimately, that's the purpose of it is to show those students the responsibility that it takes from getting to point A to point B um, and caring for something so genuinely and so wholeheartedly that you're you're caring for another living organism, you know? I mean, that's a lot of people have pets. Um, and I would say growing up, most of my show projects were pets. They still actually, but well, it's been about 14 years since I had a, you know, a show heifer, but for the most for for the remainder of their lives, they lived out in my parents' pastures as as cows, which actually to me also full circle to entrepreneurship stuff. I actually took my projects. I started showing when I was nine, I believe. Um, and I was mainly in the the breeding uh, heifer avenue. Uh, um, and yep. the reason really my dad set me on that avenue because he was building a business for me that would help pay for my college. And so yeah. that's essentially where that program ties back into stuff is if you, if you approach it like a business, which is what it's intended to be, you know, there's, there's a lot of learning flexibility there. And um, each of those supervised agriculture experiences, those students are uh, required to keep a record book. So they're keeping up with their expenses. They're keeping up with everything that they need to know to, you know, turn it around. And sometimes I think that even for me, you know, I got out of, of high school and I looked and I was like, well, I do know how to do this stuff. You know, you don't really realize it until after the fact. Ashley, I absolutely love that. So I have to ask, what is Texas FFA's big, hairy, audacious goal? We talk about that a lot here on Aggie Growth Hacks, you know, and I'm just curious, what is, what's y'all's big, hairy, audacious goal? You know, I think that ultimately student success, that's a big, huge, broad 
goal to have. But no matter what in our programs that we have across the state, um, and I think that our teachers across the state would probably echo me as well, it's finding those avenues for student success, whatever they may be. And that's a, to me, that's, you know, a, a very broad overview of of what that goal is. But I don't think that goal is ever going to change in our program. Um, ultimately, it's going to be student success. Personally, I do think that another goal that I have, you know, after being in, you know, the the ag ed world for, for about 10 years now, I think also it's important for any entrepreneur to always continue to have that goal to grow your skills professionally. And I think that that is another open-ended big goal that, you know, is is something that's important, but it sounds very audacious and, but it's so dang easy to get complacent. And I think that that ties back into, you know, our programs as well with, with Texas FFA and then National FFA organization is expanding our space for those students and, and really finding those careers in agriculture and the skill sets that they need to, to continue to live the best possible life that they can and be successful in the career that they choose. Well, actually, some of that student success, I think, can be quantified in the big conventions that you have. And you're actually, this is dropping right near the summer, summer months. So tell us a little bit about the 2023 convention that y'all are working on and anticipate. Yes. So um, to me, this is one of the most exciting times of the year. Uh, we get to basically... If you if you really think about it, our year all adds up, you know, to being able to celebrate student success. I think I've, I'm echoing that same sentiment over and over again, but um, it really is a good foundation. But we have every summer, it rotates in some different cities, but this year we're in Dallas at the Dallas Convention Center. But we have, you know, around 15,000 students and guests come to one location uh, for five days to really celebrate you know, the the great things that our students are doing. We have some few contests that are that are conducted at State Convention, but most of our, our program programmatic contests are spread throughout the year. And so this is a great time to just come together, celebrate that. And then there's also a lot of leadership development opportunities um, and ag education resources that we have at the event to really also expand those students' experiences and, and allow them to continue to grow in their development as well. But it's a very fun event. There's lots of lasers, lots of smoke, um, very large <laughs> LED screen stage. For me, it's so cool to, I mean, I grew up going to this event, you know, that this is where every July, you know, I would go with my dad. I was a little kid on the school bus going with all the high school kids. And it's so cool now for me to see my graphics, my, um, like the work that I do on that big screen. It's still surreal to do that. And I think that, like I said earlier, it's my way of giving back. But it's just at the end of that week, it is so fulfilling to see how excited and energized our students are for the next year. One of my jobs is, you know, monitoring and creating content for social media. You really see that manifest through social media after that event and during that event. And it is so cool to see how excited our students are for our program and how passionate they really are. That's so awesome. Absolutely love that. Let's take a pause real quick for a message from our sponsor right here. All right. And we are back. Uh, and that's going to take us into the lightning round. So the lightning round rules are really simple. You have less than a minute to answer any question. Are you ready, Ashley? I guess so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> as y'all have learned through this whole interview, I'm not 
but I'm very long-winded, so this is a challenge. <laughs> You're doing all great. Right. All right, so let's start it off with what is your favorite hack? This can be personal, business, anything goes here because we are Aggie Growth Hacks. Honestly, Google. You can learn anything if you Google it, but know your sources and make sure your sources are credible. That is another thing um, that I'm learning and I'm trying to teach any students that I come encounter and in contact with is, uh, you know, you can find a solution to anything, teach yourself how to do anything, but just also make sure that the source that you're learning from is credible and, and you're learning it correctly. Actually, what is your favorite bit of advice and a red ass 13 extra points if you can tell us how you applied it. I think it leads back to growth. And that sounds so cliche, <laughs> but always continue to find new ways to grow and continue, continue to expand whatever craft that you that you are involved in. I think that there's a lot of ways of doing that, but but really applying that to your life is something that's so important. And professional development is how I've done it. I've been trying to find new ways of, of doing it, but also challenging myself to, to not get complacent. I am a perfectionist when it comes to the creative content that I make. Um, most of my coworkers would probably say overly cr- critical of myself, but I think that that keeps me on my toes of wanting to create you know the best things that I possibly can. So Ashley, what is your superpower? I think versatility personally. And I think a lot of that does come from my ag education experience and, and being involved in a few different things. But um, in my role, I'm the communications coordinator for Texas FFA, but that comes with graphic design, news writing, video production, podcasting magazine editing and lay- layouts, um, social media content management, you know, branding. So to be able to do all of those roles, I've had to use Google and teach myself a lot of things. YouTubing and troubleshooting things it comes very frequently in my position. But I think that that's, you know, kind of my superpower is figuring things out, whether I'm doing it well or not. That's great. Well, we get you out of bed and excited about Texas FFA. I think that y'all probably can guess, but it's it's our students, our members. You know, I was one of them and I see the potential that each and every one of them have. There's there's something so fun. I actually, I'm going to briefly put this in here. Our, I have a student that I've worked with since he was a freshman. I've known him since he was a freshman. And this past October, he was, he was elected as the Western Region Vice President for the National FFA. He's one of six students. And so being able to see that growth that he's had from when he was a freshman in high school to now, it's just so incredible. And it's it's what keeps me doing what I do. Love that. Well, Ashley, how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you and support you moving forward? So we're always looking, you know, for supporters to to get, you know, involved in our programs. You can follow Texas FFA on all social media platforms, but we also have what's called the Corduroy Network that we just established about a year ago. And essentially, it's a way to connect individuals to want to give back locally um, as far as their time, if they want to judge contests, if they want to get involved with a local ad teacher, if they want to, you know... This is essentially a list you can get placed on to to get involved. And to get on that, you can find that on our website at texasffa.org. You can find it on our social medias. But you can also email um, roster at texasffa.org and they can get you connected. But, you know, as you can see, I'm very passionate about our programs and there's a lot of ways to get connected, whether it's on the local level or state level. And if you're an FFA member or have a, a, a kid that was an FFA member, or you're just interested in supporting, you know, great students that are doing great things, reach out, get involved because there's always room for more people to, you know, support our young people. 
Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to, to be with us, to let us learn a little bit more about Texas FFA. This is, this is a little bit different of the podcast that we normally have, not necessarily focusing on one specific business, but to hear about how this great organization is pouring into the future leaders, the future entrepreneurs, the future ag ag and ranch entrepreneurs leaders whatever that is so cool thank you for what you do thank you for what your organization does and well, thank you for having us you know i mean this is a great opportunity to talk about what what we love and the aggie network is very involved in you know with texas ffa in the spring y'all will probably see quite a few kids in in college station for some judging contests so there's there's a lot of blue corduroy that's you know in that sea of maroon well, how about that, Eggs? Was that pretty cool or what? I know that I took a lot out of that with talking with Ashley. What was your biggest takeaways there, Greg? Well, I, I loved how the FFA is all about pouring into the next generation of leaders and really just saying, okay, how can we how can we not only give them the book smarts of what leadership is, but then also applying the hands-on experience and to really to pull that into an entrepreneurial setting is to say okay how can how can we set up the a situation where you as a young entrepreneur have an animal that you have to care for and you have to care for 365 days a year i mean that's not i, I know it's not the same but it's kind of like being an employee employer right i mean if you have an employee you have to care for them 365 days out of the year. You have to make sure that, that they're taken care of and that they you are allowing them to grow and to do what they have been called to do. And so really to have that hands-on experience of how to take care of people, how to manage your finances, how to think out strategically, how to, how to make sure that you're actually going to be making money at this whole endeavor, that was something that for, for someone who was not raised in an agricultural background, it's been really, really cool to see, but then also to hear hear her talk about how they're doing that on the statewide level. And that's, that's awesome. But what about you, Chris? Would you take away? No, and I, I 100% agree with you uh, on yours, you know, and I was in FFA as, as a high schooler, you know, and I raised a pig, you know, and, and was part of that. So I, I 100% understand exactly their, their journey that they go through every single year. My biggest takeaway, I would say, would be personal growth. You know, she talked about it a lot. And as Someone that is in constant learning mode, and that's just because of the industry that I'm in, marketing is, is constantly moving, all that kind of stuff. But I'm also, as an entrepreneur, and most entrepreneurs that I know are always trying to better themselves. Almost almost every single entrepreneur that I know, hands down, read books, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks. You know, they're 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 constantly feeding the most important muscle, and that's our brains, you know, and really trying to better ourselves and to sharpen that sword. So that we can better our own businesses, if that makes any sense, you know, 100%. Um, all of that, you know, translates into our, our, our businesses as an entrepreneur. So it is super, super important, in my opinion, to do stuff like this right here. What we're, we're exactly what we're doing right now, right? Uh, listening to podcasts and, and listening to audio books and, and reading books. It's very important uh, to do that. I think personal growth. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you connect with Ashley in your local FFA chapter. If that's something that, that excites you, that you want to be poured into, 
We hope that you connect with Chris and I. Check out aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can listen to this episode. You can hear our previous episodes and make sure that you hit like and subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to so that we can get the Aggie Growth Hacks message out to even more people. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks, Nick.